0: Welcome to the Milestones Motivation and Money Podcast, hosted by Angel Radcliffe. Tune in as we discuss finances, success stories, and inspiring vibes that will help
1: nurture growth. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, Dada Pouncey, also known as Dr. Dada. She's a health and wellness specialist from Functional Health and Wellness, and she's going to share some tips with us on how to stay healthy in 2021. Welcome, Dada. Hello, Angela. Thank you for having me. So I'm so excited to have you as a guest on the show today. Um, We've known each other through a mutual friend for a few years now, and I've been following your journey as far as what you're doing to help others. Um, And I'm so excited to get into this discussion on things you need to do to stay healthy and how we can really take care of our bodies. So uh, before we get started, how about you go ahead and introduce yourself?
0: Well, like you said my name is dada a lot of people know me as dr dada i'm a doctor of nursing practice and i specialize in like family medicine functional and integrative medicine um, if a lot of people don't know what that is it's basically an integration of conventional and naturopathic medicine um, so ideally um, that's what i do on a daily basis i have a practice out in frisco texas just 30 minutes north of dallas and um, we basically incorporate both conventional and alternative medicine uh, we spent a lot of time like investigating like the root cause of disease, trying to figure out what's going on with um, patients that may be chronically ill, using like unique diagnostic tools um, and just trying to find ways
1: to de- um, develop treatment plans that maybe more natural solutions. That sounds so exciting, and it sounds like you have to be very knowledgeable of um, the area of science. <laughs> and so um how did you get into this specific area?
0: Oh, gosh, mine really started like, it's more my own personal journey. Um, I started out really early. I knew I liked a lot about the sciences. I remember, gosh, when I was about maybe 10, 11 years old, I would read um, medical terminology books and books about human anatomy. At the time, and they really intrigued me. I really didn't know what it was. I just knew it was very interesting. So, gosh, I think probably by the time I was 12 years old, I had already self-diagnosed myself probably every possible disease known to man because I was just so interested in it. Um, but as I journeyed, you know, throughout throughout my life, um, I went to college. Uh, my actual major was like in broadcast journalism as opposed to medicine. But during that time when I was in school, I actually suffered some minor health issues myself. Um, It led me to a lot of interactions with like doctors and nurses in the healthcare field. And I guess during that time, I had some good and bad experiences. Um, And so so a lot of those bad experiences actually stuck out more. And because of those experiences, I wanted to be that change, be different. So I actually decided to go to nursing school. And then eventually I went to medical school. And when I was in medical school, I became sick as well um, and got to where my health starts to decline. And at that time, they just kind of kept sending me back and forth from doctor to doctor. And I really couldn't figure out what was going on with me. And just unfortunately, conventional medicine alone wasn't able to give me the answers that I needed to understand why I was suffering. So I actually turned to more naturopathic medicine. And that's when I started to really understand more about my body and I was able to naturally heal. So that's just ideally what led me to um, functional medicine just because of my experience. And now I can able to help other people that go through the same thing I went through even more to be able to heal more naturally.
1: And I always think that our experiences definitely help us to help other people (laughs) it's like who knows it better than someone who's already been through that same thing and so you already know the symptoms um, you know what works what doesn't work although our bodies are different um, I think that's that's really amazing and I'm so glad you touched on the educational area I was going to ask like how how long does it take to get into this particular field when we're discussing education but but while I was thinking of asking that question I was like journalism broadcast journalism because you've been on a few different tv segments. Yeah. And it seems like you're a natural. So then that would make sense if you were originally majoring in in journalism.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I wanted to be on the news. I want to be the anchor lady, but um, I actually end up venturing off more towards medicine. But I'm starting to come back around to some of the things I've been recently doing is doing some local television, local radio stations. And I love it. I enjoy it because I love to get out not only just do, you know, be in front of, you know, in the spotlight, television, I love that part of it, but I also love being able to spread the word about um, natural medicine and how people can naturally heal
1: themselves. So it kind of blended in with itself. It does. So have you ever thought about having your own TV show where you're discussing um, natural medicine and maybe having people on and, and diagnosing them like on, on a show, like somewhat reality, or are you just sticking Mm -hmm. to like the interview segments?
0: All the time, all the time. That's my that's one of my <laughs> goals is to have maybe my own um, health and wellness show or be like a correspondent on the on the national news or something like that. But yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not just about you know just the publicity being able to get on there, but just to be able to spread that knowledge and that that's just what that's what sparks me. That's my passion is to be able to educate people so that way I know I've made a difference. So absolutely, at some point, hopefully, you know, we'll see whatever God has. In place, but I'm just trusting the process right now. So, yeah, to answer your question, I do
1: definitely. I think you should go for it. I just keep thinking about that show, The Doctors, yes. and you know, they take the audience questions or people would call in. Uh, I could definitely see you doing something like that.
0: Yeah, I actually have a few <laughs> there are on that show. So, I'm like, i talking <laughs> to them all the time, like, hey, yeah, uh, one day I'll be there, either that or I'm coming for you, Dr. Oz, whichever one. <laughs> <I'll be there. laughs> You'll have to retire someday, so I'll be up next.
1: <laughs> so your office offers a multitude of services and I want to know, or what's the number one service your clients come to you for?
0: Well, ideally because we do promote functional medicine, and most of our clients they come for our functional medicine custom treatment plans. Um, so these are the patients that they're looking for alternative ways, to not necessarily just be on medications. They want something that's more natural solution. So that's the main thing they come for me. And if not, they'll come for like natural hormone replacement therapy. Um, A lot of people that have like sexual dysfunctions, they'll come for that. Um, Also people that are looking for like regenerative services, such as like natural hair. So, and also one of the
1: um, common
0: things that people come for us is IV vitamin infusion treatments.
1: And that's definitely something I have on my list to ask you about because I've seen you post about that on social media, as far as your clients who are receiving the treatments. I've seen IV nutrient therapy and so many other spaces and magazines, and I've never had it myself, but I'm always like, Hmm, I might need that because one I'm anemic. And so I'm always like low energy. In addition to being anemic, I have very low vitamin D. So I'm just I'm
0: out of there. <laughs> yes, yes, and so I mean that's a common thing. Like first with the vitamin infusions, basically um, some people don't know what that is. It's when you infuse vitamins and minerals directly into your bloodstream by uh, way using like a needle or a catheter. It goes directly into the vein. Pretty much the benefits of that is you get 100% absorption and from those vital nutrients that you need, and that's what helps give you the boost of energy. Um, so if you were to take supplements by mouth, you only get maybe 50% absorption, especially if you have like some digestive issues, but this way you get a 100% absorption. Um, the other thing about IV infusions and why I really promote a lot because um, our bodies is made of, you know, of mostly water. And so if we're not getting that hydration we need, that's where a lot of disease and illnesses would come in. So it helps to moisten your mucous membranes and things like that and help to fight off defense, you know, just infections and things like that. So I highly recommend doing IV vitamin e fusion at least one time in your life.
1: And on the topic of water, that was actually one of my goals for this year is really staying hydrated, and I keep the apps on my phone where you track your food, and I'm always looking at my water intake, and I have one of the scales that tells you like how much water weight you have, bone mass, everything, and um, I ended up buying this Bluetooth water bottle uh, right before mm-hmm. the holidays where it's supposed to keep track of how much water you're drinking. And ever since I've had this water bottle, I've been hitting my targets, it takes into account your height, your weight, and the weather in your area. So then your water intake should change based on the weather. And mine ranges anywhere from like 60 to like 90 ounces a day. And wow. you think, yeah, 90 ounces is, I'm like, that's a lot of water, but but the the bottle itself is 21 ounces. And so I do find myself reaching my goal usually by about 6 p.m every day and I'm like, I can't believe I drink this much water right right Wow, gosh Angela, you really have to intrigue me about the um,
0: the Bluetooth water bottle I've never heard of that before that's awesome so I'm gonna go take a look at that myself but yeah, water is so important you know it's our body's made up and its you know more than half our body weight is from water and you need that to be able to replenish. I know there's all types of water out there, but I recommend, you know, just doing definitely purified water, keep it simple. So I recommend is just basically keeping it simple. I mean, I hear people, they always ask me, you know, what type of water do I drink? You know, a lot of people think water is boring. So they try to add things like um, salsa water or something like that. You know, I don't have any really anything against salsa water, but if you compare it to like other sugary drinks, it might be um, the greater of the two evils you wanna say that. Um, but if you do decide to drink that, just make sure you don't have any like gastrointestinal issues that can, kind of help irritate the gastrointestinal lining. Um, and then there's another thing that people are drinking is like alkaline water. Um, the reason why is because, you know, everybody's on this health kick, which is great. You know, it's, it's my world is my arena, so I'm so happy about that. Um, but if you're drinking more alkaline water, it makes your body um, less acidic. So anytime your body's more acidic, it leaves more room for chronic disease. So that's why, you know, I do recommend, highly recommend like alkaline water if
1: possible. And every time I see essential water on sale, I'm buying cases. (laughs) I love my alkaline water, but I want to ask this question because this is a debate that I often have with my friends, like people who've known me forever know I only drink bottled water. I will only drink tap water if there's no other water around and I'm dehydrated. Is there an actual difference? Um, health-wise between like the tap and the bottled water, or, you know, some people will say never drink tap water and it does this to your system. And is is that actually true or what insight can you give us around that?
0: Well, you know, there's a lot of variables when it comes to that. So when you think about like tap water, it depends on where the tap water is coming from. Is the tap water, is it coming from a good clean source? Are there toxins or heavy metal buildup that could be in it? So maybe it's not such the best, it may not be the best choice as opposed to if you were to do bottle water, it depends on what type of bottle water you're doing. Like you said, there's alkaline, there's mineral water, there's distilled water. Um, So if you can get a really good purified um, bottle of water, that's great. But then you have this debate about um, do, you know, drinking out of the plastic, the plastic bottles, you know, one, how bad is that for the environment and then two, is there anything that can build up into the water bottles and cause you to be sick so what i say to that is you know one do the best you can keep it simple but you always have to remember that on a daily basis we are taking in toxins regardless um so making sure you keep your body detox as, as much as possible so as you're taking in the water you have to consider at some point you have to detox those things that could be filtering through the either the filtered water the tap water or the bottled water uh, but if you had to if i had to choose you know i would say you know try to do more purified in a glass bottle as opposed to plastic bottles.
1: So I want to go back to you were mentioning custom treatment plans for your clients. Um, and I am I know you gave a few examples, but I'm definitely trying to understand like what exactly does that entail? Is it more of like the number of services? Does that include multiple services of like one particular treatment or is it a variety of, of different treatments put together? Um, can you give me an example of a custom treatment plan for someone who's, and this is a hypothetical situation, but someone who came in like for fibromyalgia pain. I don't know if that's true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but. Right. Right. I mean, that's absolutely true. I mean, fibromyalgia is a major, major, um, uh, thing that's going on in the U.S. and just throughout the world, it's a, to me, I think it's more of a symptom. That's when you have chronic pain for unknown cause. Uh, but basically what I say to that is our custom treatment plans really depends on the individual. And they're all individualized and they're based off of what's going on with their particular patient. Um, so usually when they come in, um, we'll do initial consultation with them and then follow up with like to see, do some diagnostic testing. Once we get those results back from that diagnostic test, it's kind of like our roadmap to tell us where there may be a particular issue. Because um, we're looking at the body system as a whole, not just one particular area. Once we get that information, we'll be able to create what's called like a functional health report for you. And based off that report, I'll create a plan um, according to wherever the issue is. So say for instance, if you have something like fibromyalgia, um, a lot of times fibromyalgia is heavily related to um, possibly things like other autoimmune disorders. You may look into additional um, testing for that. And then also you also know when look at the diet. Um, the diet is so important, especially if you're eating foods that you may be allergic to or may have some type of sensitivities to. We're looking at those things. There's another thing that plays out of something called the adrenal glands. Anytime your adrenal glands are stressed out, um, that can mean that there's inflammation in the body and fibromyalgia is basically inflammation in the body. So that could be um, more diagnostic testing there. And then we'll start to implement those particular treatments that may, wherever the issue may be. So if it's a um, allergy or some type of sensitivity, we'll do a food elimination diet. If it's something that's caused by yeast or something that's built up in the diet, will avoid those type of foods. And then we do like IV vitamin infusions if we need to. So there's several different factors. And, you know, Angela, it's hard to say like that one treatment plan because every single patient we deal with, they're all completely different. But that's just an example of how we um, go about doing our treatment plans for functional medicine.
1: Thank you. And I'm still on this IV nutrient therapy, because um, I may want to try this myself. So (laughs) I have questions as far as like the cost. I don't know if you want to share your your cost structure here on the podcast. But um, another question is, is this something that can be covered by your health insurance?
0: So, Angelina really depends, you know, on each individual insurance company. Um, everyone covers different levels of services. I've seen some companies that will cover the entire treatment, and some that will not. You have to remember that we're actually infusion vitamins, and a lot of times they are considered alternative therapies, so they may not be covered. However, part of it may be covered because you're you're actually getting the um, the nutrients from like the you know, this normal saline that we use, so they may actually cover that in that sense. Um, what I found typically is that if you pay like the cash price, it's usually cheaper than actually going through insurance, depending on how high the deductible may be. But our our IV infusion, they can range anywhere from um, maybe like $100 up to about sometimes $300 because we have several specialized IV infusions that can take about 30 minutes and stuff can take up to an hour. Like
1: I'm starting to ask questions for myself now. <laughs> Does this include like B12 and... Yeah. Um, okay well, there's,
0: there's several different nutrients and some of the things that we do do and that and you asked before about like the custom treatment plans mm-hmm. now' Um, we can actually, and we may actually check what's called your micronutrients and see if you have any deficiencies in those nutrients. And we try to customize those IV nutrient therapies based upon those deficiencies. So we're actually giving you what your body needs. So, like you mentioned, B12, that could be one of them. You could be deficient in vitamin C, or you can be deficient in, you know, amino acids. Whatever it may be, that's what we're going to complement you with.
1: It all makes sense now. Thank you so much for that. And so. This last year, or I'd say the last 10 months, I don't want to put us in a pandemic for a year just yet. <laughs> the last 10 months have has been so hectic for so many people in regards to trying to maintain their weight, uh, work out, get out of the house. And so, so many people have put on these quote unquote quarantine pounds, myself included. And so what would you suggest for someone who is really trying to, Um, stick to their new year's resolution and get healthy and stay in shape. Um, What sort of natural remedies can you suggest for someone who let's say they, they just need to lose 20 pounds and they're already working out. What else can you suggest for that person?
0: Well, when I say to that an old COVID 15, and I guess that's what they're calling it. I I can relate. So (laughs) what I would say, you know, typically when people come to me for weight loss and that is a very, very common, um, that i get in phone calls we get is weight loss um not just for the beginning of the new year but just in general um what i say to people is that you're more than likely you're having some weight gain because of some type of imbalance so i tell my clients um if you're looking for a weight loss treatment like a magic pill there's just not one out there because otherwise i probably i probably be wouldn't be here talking to you i would be somewhere (laughs) sitting on my boat i would be a rich woman now you know because it just doesn't exist um so What I would say to that is determine what's causing the weight gain. And if it's something like you've been sitting at home, you're under a lot of stress, that could be your cortisol levels are elevated um, just because you're having some anxiety or where it may be, that can cause weight gain. And just having the inability to lose weight, not just because of COVID and the pandemic right now, um, there's something that could have been going on before. You need to figure out if there's something, there's some type of imbalances. Um, are you eating the right foods? Uh, we actually have DNA tests to determine which type of foods you should be eating according to your DNA. Um, also, the type of exercises you're doing. We also have a DNA test for that as well to see what is right for your body according to your DNA, what type of exercise you should be doing. Um, and then also I'll go back to stress, making sure you see, make sure there's no, you know, physical, mental, emotional stressors. Those all things pay a factor in how you're gaining weight and if there's any inflammation. And if there is, then we try to find some natural remedies to help, one, reduce inflammation inflammation, figure out what the root of it is. The other thing is chemical imbalance and hormone imbalances. That's that's what I'm about. And so Angela, I wish I can give you a pill or a exact remedy because there's not really one out there. I mean, there's things that can help, you know, boost your, um, your metabolic rate to help your um, speed up your metabolism, yes. But I would say figure out what your imbalances
1: are first. So figuring out your imbalance and what works specifically for you because our bodies are so different. So I, I'm sure you've seen this as well in social media where it's not necessarily during the new year, but all times of year where there's promotions for flat tummy tea and all these weight loss or detox teas. And so many people will say, well, this is really great to reset your body for weight loss, to reset your metabolism. Do you consider the weight loss teas um, one of those like natural remedies?
0: Well, yeah. So when I say like, if you're talking about like resetting your body and just in general, and then that would help naturally to help you lose weight. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And then tea does have a natural um, ability to be able to speed up your metabolism. So like if you're having things like bloating, you know, you feel sluggish, you know, no energy and just maybe even sometimes food cravings. Can be a sign that yeah your body needs to be reset. Um, more than likely it's your metabolism. So doing a detox is not a bad idea. If whether it's tea or whatever it may be, um, I would say definitely do some detox if it's tea every three to four months. So there's certain teas like um, black tea is one. It has methoxanthines in it. It actually increases your heart rate and speeds up your metabolism. And then same thing with green tea. It has a natural antioxidant to help decrease those levels of inflammation and also help you lose weight.
1: Okay. Now you said, no matter what the detox, it's always good to sort of reset or not necessarily in those words. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I want to get into juice cleansing because that's another thing that that's become very popular. And I'll see so many people doing like the one week or the 10 day cleanse for the juicing. Or another thing that I've seen, and, and this is something that that I started to do too, because I started to see it on social media where uh, people would incorporate the celery juice into their breakfast. And I tried it and it was disgusting. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on like the juice cleanse, um, like the seven day, 10 day, or just incorporating something like celery juice into your morning breakfast? Well, first, it begins with the celery juice. You have to find the right I don't know if you've ever prepared
0: celery juice, it's really difficult to make. So if you don't have any experience in it, maybe to find something that could be possibly pre-made that helps. Um, Cause actually I love celery juice and I do think it's a great um, detox, especially in the morning. Um, I always recommend doing the celery juice, maybe 20 minutes right be- like right when you wake up in the morning, do it within the first 20 minutes and it's, it's great. Um, when it comes to like the ju- other juice cleanses, I actually agree with that. I usually try to myself, and I actually recommend some of my clients if they don't have any of the medical issues that may be contraindicated to is to juice um, at least once a week for 24 hours because um, that helps to reset the body every week. Or even if you can do it maybe like two, three times a week, there's really nothing wrong with that. Um, and, you know, it helps to, one, if you do the juice, like with vegetables and fruit, like things like that, it helps get the nutrients into your body that you need. It's an easy way to get the vegetables that you need. It's a good way to um, help protect against losing those nutrients that when you do cook, sometimes you'll lose the nutrients because of the heat sensitivity. Um, like you said, it improves energy. And, and to me, I think the juices is, is actually more convenient. Some days I just juice because I don't have time to eat. Um, so overall, I'm, I'm a huge fan of juicing.
1: I tried this for maybe a few weeks straight and I would buy the bottles from Whole Foods. Okay. And I was like, okay, I can't, I can't chug this entire bottle. So I was traveling for work. I would buy a few for the week and I would, every morning I'd just drink a little bit. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't know if I can do this. And I was like, okay, it it just changed. It seems like it changed my taste buds, but mm-hmm. um, I did notice like the few times where I was like being consistent, that I would have um, less cravings like for food, mm-hmm. and so I don't know if that played and played. Absolutely,
0: on. absolutely, definitely. It <clears throat> um, it's helped cleaning out your gastrointestinal system, keeping down that inflammation, mm-hmm. um, so, and probably we may recommend is doing like maybe just eight ounces in the morning when you start out and see if that'll help. You know, a lot of times the tags might be unbearable for some people, but it really does help with, you know, keeping your, the, like the flat tummy, like you said, and giving you a lot of energy and it it's helping you restart in the morning um, instead of feeling so sluggish throughout the day.
1: All right. So this question I want to get into, it's, I put this on the list because it's personal. <laughs> And so, you know, we're in the conversation of of detox and flat tummy teas and juicing. and And actually, like for myself, of course, trying to lose these quarantine pounds, I said, what can I do to reset my body this year so I can get going? So for the first seven days of the new year, I did the weight loss tea detox. And I was like, okay, I'm going to see if I can reset my body. I'm going to see if I have less less cravings. And I actually did notice that I wasn't craving food as much, whereas I would wake up the next morning, I would drink the tea at night, wake up the next morning, and I wasn't hungry. I, I didn't really crave any food until two, three o'clock in the afternoon. And so I could get by like that morning, that entire morning, just by like maybe half of an orange or maybe like sometimes not even eating anything, which I know is not necessarily the best option uh, or best thing to do. But I I noticed that because one thing for me with the first six months of COVID last year, we were sitting in the house and doing nothing, not going anywhere. And I'm a very active person. And so for me to be in the house that long, like the pounds started to pack on. And I said, I have to do something. So I started to work out. I started cycling. I started strength training. Um, And then I noticed I was, my body was like toning up, but I wasn't losing weight. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what the heck is going on? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, well, your legs look so good. They look so toned. You're building muscle. And then a few months, a few more months went by and I'm like, all right, I've only lost five pounds and I've been working out consistently all this time. What is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. So what do you recommend for someone who they're working out, you're eating right, but you're not losing weight, i say as fast as you want?
0: Okay. So, um, so Angela, like I said before, I would, I would just recommend, like I said, trying to figure out what your imbalance is because something changed over the past um, year, I guess those first six months you were doing everything you needed to do, but There's a lot of changes that happen in this year. 2020 has been a a crazy year for everyone. Um, So maybe there's a lot more stress. Um, Have you noticed yourself, you know, maybe eating differently? What's going on with your um, chemical balance? Have you been able to go into your doctor and check those things? Are there any issues like with hormones? Um, I don't know, you know, what aid group you're in. I can't really say, but I mean, things can change during that time. So that's the reason I would say, just go in and try to figure out, maybe find like a functional medicine doctor. You have one right here. (laughs) Come in and you can do some diagnostic tests and maybe some laboratory to figure out the big picture, what's actually going on. It can't just be, you know. I know you're doing the work, but there's gotta be something else that could be causing that imbalance. So that would be my recommendation.
1: So definitely I may have to come in and schedule an appointment with you. I've I've been to my primary care physician and we've we've done the the labs, the panels and checked everything and checking thyroid and everything mm-hmm. looks good. And I'm like, well, what the heck is going on? <laughs>
0: Angela, the the thing about that, when you do go in, no, you know, that's great, you know, getting checked out, but you have to understand, though, that sometimes those tests could be, the results can be just based off of that particular region that you're in, Uh, meaning that, you know, if you're in North Texas, that's what they base the lab results on, so then you may not necessarily fit in that particular box, so it shows your labs are normal, but maybe they're slightly abnormal just for who you are, based off, like, your height your weight, your age, ethnicity, all those things play a factor. That's why I said, you really have to look at the individual and not just say, okay, well, this diet worked for them. Why is it not working for me? And that's because your body chemistry and body makeup is completely different.
1: Thank you so much for that. I think we've gotten through some of the basics, but there's some services you offer that I definitely wanted to sort of save the best for last. <laughs> and I think you know what I'm getting to. <laughs> So I know your office offers sexual health therapy. Yes. Can you get into some of those services? And I saw something called the eShot and I was like, what is that? That sounds painful. And, oh and I'm boy. like, what, what is going on here?
0: <laughs> well, well, I guess if you want we can start with that. eShot is actually, we have a, um, we actually have a natural substance that we use in the office and we can actually inject it into like the private area. I know that sounds probably painful for some Arab, some people, but believe it or not, we do we will numb you and make sure that, you know, you're comfortable when having it done. And I have people that have done it before and are like, oh, you know, it, it's, it's not as bad as it sounds, but that's supposed to help, you know, replenish and re, um, replace some things that have, may have I don't wanna say deteriorated over time, but as we get older, things start to become more flaccid and may help to um, give you that extra boost that you need to help improve your your sexual functioning. The other thing that we can do is, um, you may have heard like is hormone replacement therapy. We do more natural hormone replacement therapy. One of the common treatments I use is like um, bioidentical hormones, Um, it's a treatment, we actually inject a small pellet directly under your skin. It may last for about three to four months, depending on how active you are. And sometimes some people last up to six months. But it actually mimics the natural hormones in your body to help give you that boost that you need before to help decrease your testosterone and estrogen, whatever it may be for you as an individual. And that's what's going to help naturally increase your sex drive and treat your sexual functioning.
1: Would I be correct in saying that this is more of like the alternative for Viagra? Wow. (laughs) Wow.
0: Well, I, no, I would, I would say no, because um, Viagra is just a one, it's one-time uses during that short-term um, period. It doesn't last for a long time. This is actually a long-term treatment, um, meaning if you, you have to obviously keep coming back in maybe like every six months to get it done, but it's not something you have to take like right before sexual intercourse or anything. It's definitely not that. This is something to kind of help replenish your body from what it's losing, because over time, usually... By the age that you're 30, start to decrease your natural hormones in your body, especially all the stressors, the foods that we eat is going to automatically you the hormones that's caused you to have that sex drive. So I wouldn't necessarily compare it to Viagra, um, but it does help increase your sex drive like Viagra does. But this is a more natural replacement
1: for you. And the, the services are for men and women? It's for men and women, yes. Okay, so people mm-hmm. listening, y'all might want to call Doctor Dada <laughs> if you have we, some issues was, in that
0: area. Yes, we saved a lot of marriages out there.
1: <laughs> wow, I thought that was so interesting, but but something else that I saw and I thought was interesting, and and maybe I'm being selfish and relating things to myself, <laughs> my personal oh my experiences, God. but I saw sleep and mood enhancement, and for me, um, for for two years, well, two out of the last three years, I was on the road traveling. I was um, gone four or five days a week. And Mm -hmm. typically I cannot sleep in hotels, especially for a long period of time. And so when I was like at a certain client site for maybe two weeks at a time, or even one week at a time, I would barely get any sleep. So I started to take uh, melatonin, Mm -hmm. the little gummies to help me sleep. And and it worked, but I, I definitely did not think it was like healthy to take them Almost every night. That was like my, my schedule. I was like, okay, I'm taking these like every night just to sleep. Um, what are the natural offerings that you suggest for um, sleep therapy?
0: Well, I mean, there's lots of things that you can do for sleep therapy, but as far as like natural remedies that you can just do at home, um, like you already said, melatonin, that's one, but you kind of have to know, understand the sleep cycle. Um, melatonin kind of, um, it's the secondary to some other hormones, such as maybe progesterone is one for a lot of women. They have a low progesterone level. We actually will do some natural to help them um, calm down the, you know, whatever, maybe anxiety or just whatever's going on in a normal day. It helps to bring that level down. Um, there's another thing that um, a lot of people, more people are starting to understand is like ashwagandha is another one um, that helps with um, stress. It helps with anxiety. That's going to help calm the body down. Um, another good one that I like to use for um, people is valerian root. I don't know if you've heard of this one before, but um, it's very calming. It helps with anxiety and help with sleep. And it actually helps with digestive issues too. Um, and, and just kind of want to go back to, you kind of have to figure out like what the imbalances are. Because if, say, for instance, you're eating a certain food, especially when you're traveling, if your body's under a lot of stress, it's going to keep you up. So let's get down to the root of what's causing you to not be able to sleep. And we can add the replacements to it. That's great. You know, you can do the ashwagandha, you can do the chamomile, you can do the valerian root, but try to go back and figure out what's actually causing the sleep deprivation, because there's usually something that's off balance that's causing that.
1: And for me, I attributed that to my travel schedule. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I know everyone has their own situation. Some people with stress. Um, I've been under under stress in the past where I definitely lost a lot of sleep. So I know I'm not the only one.
0: Yeah. And then just with you traveling, being up in the air, that that's like that's very hard on the body. So that can definitely cause just your body or chemistry to be off
1: balance. Yes, yes. So we are almost to the end of the podcast and I like to ask my guests three questions to sort of end this out and that the questions are in relation to the topic of the podcast, milestones, motivation, and money. So I'm going to ask you three questions. <laughs> I always feel like a game show host when it gets to this oh. part. <laughs> Okay. So question number one would be, what do you consider the biggest milestone that you've achieved or the most memorable?
0: Uh, I guess for me, um, I believe it's probably just overcoming um, my past medical issues of my own and being able to now use that experience to be able to help others. That's going through the same thing that I went through and make it, you know, it's a part of my life. This is what I do. It's not just a job. It's what I love. It's my passion. It's my purpose. So I would say that's probably my biggest milestone is to overcome that and be able to utilize that that, um, that, that trauma or
1: I guess that tragedy
0: and turn into something great.
1: I like that. That's a great answer. I think that's one of the better answers out of the last few guests. Um, okay, so next, what motivates you?
0: So I guess that that is my motivation, just living under like understanding my purpose. You know, I, I'm definitely I'm a true believer. I believe that I've put on this earth for a reason and being able to live every day and make some type of impact. It can be just someone walking in my path, not just my patients. That's what motivates me to keep going because I mean life is so short. We're, we're seen that we've seen this in 2020 and just being able to make every day, not just every day, every moment count. That's my motivation is to be able to make some type of impact on this world where I'm here.
1: I love it. And what's ironic is I have an episode coming up called Living on Purpose. So definitely can relate to that. I'm a huge advocate of of knowing what your purpose is and following um, that particular path. Mm -hmm. So the last question is related to money. And so myself as a financial educator, it's a topic I love discussing and love helping people understand what they should do with their money. So this question is, at what time in your life did you first relate to money? And let me give you some examples here because some people have have said, okay, it was my first paycheck, or it was when I first got a job, or when I moved out and had to pay my own bills, just what point did you come to the realization that money was important, where you had this, um, <laughs> you sort of had this thought where you're like, all right, I'm connecting to to money somehow. Gosh,
0: that, wow. So <laughs> this is a very interesting, maybe a funny question. I remember, gosh, being as young as maybe five or six years old. And I know because you know, we didn't grow up with much. We had we had what we needed, but there was, you know, we could have, you know, obviously there could, have, there could have been more. I can say that. And so I can see some people have this and some people don't have these things. And so I used to, you know, count pennies and I would keep them. And I know this is a weird story and it probably shouldn't be. You know, I don't recommend this to anyone. I would take them and I would put them in my mouth and I would say, I'm going to keep this and I'm going to save this for later. That's a weird, I know that sounds weird, but that's when I related to, you know, if I get this and I hold on to this, then I should be able to, you know, one, get what I want and then be able to help other people. I know it's a weird thought process, but I was a kid when I discovered, hey, I got to have this money to be able to, you know, be, not just to be successful in the world, to be able to survive in the world. I learned that very early on. I um, you know it's kind of, an odd thing to say, but that's how that's when I first started to relate to money. My I remember my dad used to call me and say, well, if I ever need a banker, I'm definitely going to come to you because I know you try to keep your money straight and keep it tight and <laughs> and be ready to loan it out to someone. So
1: I would say I was a child when I first learned about money. That's very good to hear because so many people who I talk to will say their parents never spoke to them about money or they never really learned about um, anything money related until they were a little older, which I always thought was a bit odd because as, as a child, sometimes you get an allowance or, you know, right. you get money from uh, different relatives and, right. and, you know, right. there can be that relation that comes that particular way, but that's a great right. answer.
0: Right.
1: Well, my dad, he always tell me if you don't have it and you can't
0: afford it three times then you don't, you shouldn't be getting
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I remember. Mm-hmm. So Dada, I've enjoyed this conversation and having you as a guest. And I would love to have you back at another time to discuss um, a different topic or um, even health and wellness again in another, <laughs> another light. Um, in closing out, where can our listeners find you?
0: Uh, well, I definitely appreciate you for having me on the show as well, Angel. It's been such a pleasure and just love speaking with you. Um, but if anyone wants to reach out to me, um, you can find me. I'm in, My clinic is Functional Health and Wellness. We're located on Frisco, Texas, just north of Dallas. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is at Dr. Dada. So that's D-A-W-D-A. Or you can visit our website. It's www-gfw-wellness.com. Or you can just give us a call, 972-668-7500. And is there anything else that you'd like to say or close out with? No, I just say, you know, especially during these times, you know, where, where a lot of people are suffering, going through, you know, traumas, um, financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, I would just say, just keep that balance, um, not just from the physical standpoint, just, just all the way around, you know, things are going to get better. And just remembering that everything that you, you know, intake, it does cause a a, some type of physiological response. Just so remember that. Keep your body... Thanks about. for listening. Stay connected with Angel online on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss R M B A. That's M-I-S-S-R-M-B-A. Be sure to subscribe and review. Join us next time as we continue to empower you through milestones, motivation, and money.